The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with Jared Robinson. Uh, he is our ad guy extraordinaire. I am a random dude who screams at people and uh, tries and helps them grow their cleaning company. Today, we are going to talk about what, I, you know, if I overstate, I'll let Jared yell at me, correct me, but I, what I feel like kind of two of the least talked about, I don't know about secrets, but like hidden gems when it comes to advertising. No one talks about because maybe it's boring. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but everyone's talking about headlines and hooks and copy and Facebook and cost per millions and, you know, click-through rates and all, all that good stuff, which is good. Um, but they miss these kind of more meta stuff that I wanted to get into today because it may not be sexy, but man, it'll have a big impact. If you get these things wrong, all the other stuff I talk about, the hooks and media and how much you spend and all that will really not serve you. So two pieces. One, having a marketing plan that you put stuff into because a lot of our clients come in and they're like, I want to run a Facebook ad or I want to start telemarketing or I want to, they just like want to try a thing, but they're not really clear on exactly who their client is yet, what their pain is, where they go to solve that pain, what kind of an offer they can make for that person to, to see if they'd be compelled to move. And they just wanted to like jump into the advertising, which is super fun. And where the like wet blankets are like, hold on, let's get clear on again, who we're helping, what problem you solve, what call to action you can do to kind of remove some of the buying resistance and, and you know, let's make a real plan here. So marketing plan would be number one. Number two is, and this is the heartbreaking one, is lack of tracking. Um, they'll do stuff like, I spend 300 bucks on fill in the blank, Bark, Yelp, Facebook ads, postcards, telemarketing, whatever, wrapped vehicle, doesn't matter, um, website, and quote unquote, it didn't work. And it just drives me nuts because what I found to be the case, and I'm going to kind of set this table and let Jared say whatever he feels fit, is... For us, a lot of times our first, I'll let Jared fill in the blank, but a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars, Jared can kind of be more specific, is really buying data or training data. And then we get stuff that actually makes money. So what people do is they spend money. They don't collect the data. They say crazy things like it didn't work or nobody called, which is, you know, and I'm like, actually, well, hold on. Well, I got 16 calls, but I unilaterally decided they're all bad. And I did make two appointments. So and I guess I did get that one sale. It just, we're used to repeating referral clients or referral clients, which, you know, you might get two referrals and get one or two clients where with paid ads, you might get 20 leads to get six bids to get two sales. So it feels like a failure, but those two sales might be worth $20,000 lifetime value. And it might've cost you 400 bucks in leads. And we'll say crazy things like that didn't work. So Step one, we don't have a plan. We just try random things. Step two, we don't track the data on those random things and say crazy things, make crazy statements like that didn't work. <laughs> but when we go, well, how much did you spend over what time period? How many leads bids? How many people call? Like exactly what they're like, oh, I don't, I don't have any of that. And then they just quit saying that thing didn't work when A, sometimes it's actually probably it did work right off the bat. And B, even if it did work, they had the data that they can now make it work, but they just it didn't feel the way they expected it or hoped it would feel. So they, they give up. All right. That 
is way too much for a monologue. I'm going to shut up and let the smart guy <laughs> do some talking. Jared, poke holes in that or, or give values you see fit. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it's, it's if we just place that same mindset into most things, you'll see that it's it can sound a little uh, a little ludicrous. Like if we just get into a car and we turn the key and it doesn't work and we say, well, this car doesn't work. So we leave it on the side of the road. Like that's all cars don't work. Like just, right. I have to take a bus now. Car, I've tried, I've tried cars, they don't work. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, if, that's, if this is our logic to it's it would it, it would not work. And so advertising is is a very similar thing in that if we if we try if our attempt to advertising is to give something money and then in return expect the home run that we expect, then um, yeah, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. How advertising works, and let's talk specifically when it comes online. So online advertising gets better the longer you go and so the more data it receives the higher results it can give you unless you're not reading data properly and then in which case you'll just keep things happening the same way so in the car scenario you'll keep turning on a car and have it not work and you'll just keep twisting your key twisting your key twisting your key twisting your key saying this isn't working this isn't working so the idea is and if you took that to a mechanic they're going to twist the key and see that it doesn't work and then they're going to open your hood and they're going to start to look to see where it is that the issue because they're not going to change your transmission if the transmission is fine, they're not going to deem it as a dead car if it's just you need oil in your car. And so when anytime I get people who come to me and say, hey, I'm uh, I want to run ads or I want to do uh, or I have been running ads, I'm excited because I get to say, let me look at the data, bring in the car, let me open up the hood. Let's take a look at what we have. And so there is value to running ads because it's it it puts the engine in the car that we can look at and say, where are we going from here? But I think the the thing that we should probably wrap our head around is the fact that the ads improve. So essentially what happens is, and, and I can see why people think this, is they think like, my if I put a billboard up, my, my return on investment should be pretty consistent from day one to the day it comes down. So either it's a great billboard and I'm getting what I need, or it's a not a great billboard or it's in a bad place and I'm not gonna get what I need. Online advertising is, it curates based on the clicks and the actions that people take. So let me let me take that a step back because I think you're making a distinction between online and offline. And I think you're actually what you're saying works for both online and offline, not billboards, but most others. So all the the only distinction between it's just iteration and offline, you do it manually, right? I did a I sent a piece of direct mail and I count how many I sent, I count how many people took the action I talked them. To, I they called or scanned something or went to a website or filled out a form or came in or whatever it is I asked them to do. And then of those, I count how many bought. And then I might go, I will change the list of who I send it to. I might send, change the format of how it looks. I might change the offer. I might change the hook. I might, I might change a bunch of stuff and then I'll get different results. All that, and the same thing happens with the billboard. It just happens every month or however often you're allowed to change your copy. And by the way, don't do that. Find something that works that you know, and then put that on the billboard. Don't do a billboard and change every six months. It's going to be a long cycle. So it's the exact same thing. The only difference is online, some platforms better than other, others will automate that process for you. They're like, I will pick a better audience for you. Um, and if you give it several different hooks or several different ads to test or images or all the things that we talked about, they'll just test it for you. So the, the really the, exactly the same process. It's just whether you want AI or an algorithm making those changes for you or with your or with you, 
Um, whereas offline, you do that kind of on your own. And just as a quick PSA, Jared spends most of his time on online. So he's a little biased towards that. Crap burns out quicker, right? So it's super nice that you can test it really quick, right? Because, you know, with a direct mail thing or a billboard, it's a long feedback loop before you need data on what you've done. Online, you get a feedback loop tomorrow, but you get something that works. It might work depending on how much money you put behind it for days or weeks, rarely months. Whereas if you get a direct mail piece or a billboard that does work, sometimes that can work for years. I've even seen decades. So there's my PSA towards kind of the difference between online and offline. In a, in a, if, did I miss anything, Jared? Or did that make sense in the oh, broadcast? Yeah, okay. that's great. Yeah. Back to the back to the regularly scheduled program. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my 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 whole point when I'm trying to say is that like it doesn't matter how great your offer or your copy or headline is. It's going to take the, some time for the algorithm to hone in on who is going to react to that. Um, the best. And so as it's taking the time to figure that out, it might show it to 10 different types of people and one of them takes action. And therefore you say, hey, I spent this money and only one person took action. Well, that one person that took action actually teaches the algorithm, hey, there's more people like this. Let's go find more people like this. And so it hones in and gets better at what you're doing. So even in our, like we know our offers, we know what headlines work. We know what videos work. Like we have so much data in our ad account. And even our ad account, when I launch something new, takes a couple hundred dollars before we get our first hit on it. It logically, I should say, man, I should be the first penny. But it just has a learning phase that takes time to kind of hone in on what we're doing. And so we'd be dead in the water if our if our mindset was turn off, it's not working. Instead, it's let's collect the data and then promote. So two things, not just collect the data, but use that data to make adjustments and keep keep running. And then a question for people, because I think a lot of times our people want it in terms of time. Should I run it for a day, a week, a month? And one of the big shifts I would encourage them to make is money. It's not, you know, if you're spending a dollar a day, you're never getting enough data. If you're spending a couple thousand dollars a day, like I think we do, then you might only need a day or two worth of data or something. And if you spend $10,000 a day, you might only need uh, a couple hours worth of data. So that said, what kind of budget would you say it might take uh, and again, obviously, some people be more, some people worse. It depends on how good you do. But for an order for a cleaning company, a local service business, right? We're a little different because we're global and we're looking for a little more needle and a haystack kind of thing. But for a local service business, is it hundreds of dollars? Is it thousands of dollars? How long should that take? Days or weeks? Like, give a little framework for the for the people back home. Sure. Yep. So, you know, platforms and things matter. But if we just kind of go a broad brush on what we're looking at, um, the thing is, is that and how we look at data is that there's there's steps to everything so let's just go when you run an ad you need people to stop you need people to read it and engage with it you need people to click on it you need people to go to a landing page you need people to take action on that landing page and then like click the that they opt in and then they need to book their appointment so there's literally six steps that are taking place there so yes if you're spending five dollars a day the amount of people who are actually going through all of the steps is going to be small the more money you spend, the more, you know, let's just say you have a 2% click-through rate. So that means every 100 people, two people are clicking. Great. Of the click, how many people are now clicking the next button or, or booking the appointment or going through it? It just gets less and less and less. And so the more money you're willing to spend, the more the faster you'll get that data. I, I Honestly, if someone came to me and said, Jared, I spent $200 in Facebook ads. Let's just say this. I spent $200 in Facebook ads. 
I would say, great, let's take a look. And I would look to see what parts looked correct. Are we getting the clicks that we need? Yep. Oh, looks like here's our problem. Or here, we just don't have enough data yet. So we, we're at the landing page, and it looks like only seven people have made it to the landing page right now. This isn't really a lot of data for us to, to go about this. Let's keep this going. Into, and, and then I look at day to day. So like, are we seeing more clicks? Are we seeing people get in? Is the algorithm getting smarter? Yep. So your first four days, you got six clicks. The next two days, you got 20 clicks. This is an algorithm that's getting smarter. It's progressing. It's moving. And so, yeah, my I guess to answer this question, I would say around that $400 mark is usually what if you aren't getting results or haven't seen something within about $400, there's definitely something that could be tweaked on your end um, that can make a difference. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Cool. And what process would you encourage people to do? Is there because again, Facebook ads can be so tough. There's so much, you know, the only thing worse than, you know, not enough data is too much data not knowing what to do with it. So I think a lot of times, you know, Facebook's not always ideal at being clear on what the right be. You know, they want to give you a bunch yeah. of data that I don't know is helpful for a small business owner. So what does that process look like for small business owner? What process would you recommend for some trying to run Facebook ads to get it to click? Yeah. So one of the first things you look at is your cost per CPMs. That's just how much it costs Facebook to show your stuff. This is a good little indicator of whether or not Facebook likes your ad or not. Your first couple of days, your CPMs are going to be a little bit higher because you're entering into an auction. And so essentially and just, you're just for the dumb guy, CPM, I thought stood for cost per million, but doesn't it mean only cost per thousand impressions? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's cost per impression. Uh, yeah. So why yeah, I don't know what they call cost CPM, <laughs> but it's like cost per a thousand impressions. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the, okay. how much you spend to be seen it a thousand times, essentially. Yeah. But it's not called CPT. Mm -mm. Maybe it's cost per mil and mil, mil. It's, like, it's literally cost per impressions. It's just they, for whatever reason, they didn't. cost per, they call it CPM as opposed to CPI. Correct. All right. There, thank you very much. And that's everyone. It's not just Facebook. That's like in marketing, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the term for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, there. it's a strange one. I remember when I was in the ad agency, I would have, I had, when I was learning all this stuff, when I was just starting in the, in the ad agency, I had all the stuff written on a whiteboard. And that one was always one I had to like look up at because I was like, because everything makes sense. Like KPIs, like, oh, that makes sense. Or you performance know. indicator, KPI. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Then I have to look up at that one. What is that one called? It's CPMs. That's right. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know why. All right. So, what, so you start with kind of what it's costing Facebook to show you out a thousand times. And, and yeah, my, my suggestion I give people is to say, Hey, when you start out, like that's a number that you're going to look at daily because you want to see that number going down. That number going down is an indicator of like, Hey, you're entering the auction properly. Facebook is finding what's working for you. It's a really great number for people who don't know a lot about ads to just keep an eye on that. And if you see that number go down after, you know, maybe 48 to 72 hours and sort of hang out in a, in a zone of like that between 30, $40 per impressions as of today, which is <laughs> December 18th, 2023, you should be, that's, that's a good sign that things are, that Facebook likes your ad. So we're kind of in this like, okay, good. Now we have to say, do people like your ad? And so that's when we look at, are people taking action? 
So the two strongest indicators for that are the CTR all is what it's called on every platform and CTR click through rate. So a CTR all just means how many people engage with the ad in some way, whether that's a long stop pause on their scroll, which means is an indicator that they're reading. Um, they comment, they, some, some, for some ads you have to click to see the text more. So any interaction that takes place or any long-term pause that's taking place counts for that. That number, the kind of the bare minimum of what you want from that, if you're looking, because we want to get at least a 1% click-through rate. So the bare minimum number we look for that is a 2%. Anything better, anything up is a strong indicator that you have a messaging that's stopping people from their scroll. This usually complements your headline and it complements your creative. So that shows that, hey, if you are targeting moms and you have a picture of a mom that they relate with, they're likely to stop and engage with that ad. And so, perfect. Your CTR, is, which is the click-through rate, is when they click on the ad itself and go into the landing page. Yeah, now, so CTR, <clears throat> also very misleading. Because like click-through rate all, you're like, that's all the clicks. It's like, no, anyone that stopped. So they should yeah. call it different because very few of your CTR alls actually clicked. It's just they, like you said, engage in somehow. So it should be called engagement all, but moving on. Correct. CTR without the all is actual click-through rate. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we should send this to meta or something to let them yeah, know. Yeah, sure. They're very interested in our, uh, our opinion. So yeah, this is, and it can get confusing because you can see your CTR and think that that's the click-through rate, but it's not. It's just people engaging with your ad. It's the CTR and then it says in parentheses, click-through rate. That's the one that you would look at. You want at least a 1% in your click-through rate. So 1% is in a, in a cold traffic scenario, we can work with that. That's enough clicks that we can scale and grow a business off of anything less than 1% you starting, you're going to start to overpay for your clicks. And so you're going to see your clicks kind of go up and then slowly those ads will die because what Facebook is indicating is, Hey, people aren't relating with this ad. They're stopping engaging with it, but they're not relating with it. Um, this is probably where I see most people flop when they, when they, when they ran Facebook ads before and they come within the program is they're like, Hey, this is what I have. And I look at it and I can say to them, like, look, you did a good job stopping people. You did a good job understanding your audience. And at least there, you just didn't have copy that compelled them to make the click. That's where you're losing it is that the copy didn't, didn't win them over. And so that's when we start getting more into that. Like, well, who is the person we're speaking to? Because what a lot of people do with their copy, in fact, we had someone submit one today that has uh, got tagged in. It's, we talk about our cleaning companies. We talk about why we're great, why we're going to take care of you, why this is it. And no one likes to be sold to. Nobody likes to be sold to. And so they, we turn off and ex we're getting smarter and smarter uh, recognizing when we're getting sold to. And so when we start to have our messaging go down that, we're just going to have people scroll and eventually something will, plunge, will will fall on our end. And just so you know, people do love to read about themselves and things that are interesting to them. So when you're like, well, people don't like to be sold to, I don't want to market. Stop talking, stop selling yourself. They don't care. Start talking about the pain that you solve for the person and how their life can be better. They're very interested in that. Right. Yep. So then you look at your CTRs, click-throughs, if that's above a 1%, at that point, you did it. It's no longer an ad issue. So if you're not getting results, you're like, I'm not getting leads. It's like, hey, at this point, Facebook is doing what they're supposed to be doing. As long as you're targeting the right people, you've set it up that you're targeting the right people, your messaging is speaking to a specific person and that person is clicking and taking action, done. Now you need to look at your landing page because we need to see what's wrong. If we're not getting leads, we need to see what's wrong with that journey. So 
you can hear in this, if we turned off our ads and said Facebook wasn't working for us, in this scenario, the car was working. It was driving. You just jumped out of the vehicle when it was moving, as opposed to really looking at the whole thing as, uh, you know, as the, as the big problem. So did you want to say something? It looked like you're going to say something. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna wrap it with a thought, but I didn't want to do that before you've you've gotten um, everything that you feel that they need. Yeah. So then, when you get into landing pages, this is where we look at the data from the landing page, and it's pretty straightforward. How many clicks did you get on your landing page? How many clicks did you get to your calendar? How many clicks? Uh, how many people booked? And you're gonna see if we're getting the clicks. That's the fastest way to get data. So once you have that ad working, you're getting clicks, click, click. You'll see exactly where the where it stops. Wow, I got. 200 clicks coming in and one person clicked that they wanted to book an appointment. Like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. I think this is where our issue is. Yeah. And again, it's copy on the landing page. If you're talking about you, if you don't make an offer that's interesting to them, if they don't get it, if it's unclear, if you don't tell them what's going to happen when they do take the action, lots of fairly, I don't say straightforward, but common sense. Um, you just put yourself in the guy's shoes because we always put ourselves in the set in our shoes. Well, I want to sell crap. I want people to buy my cleaning. And then we get frustrated. People don't, you know, didn't get the script that we sent them in the mail of how they're supposed to respond to our marketing. We need to put ourselves in their shoes, which is the guy's living or gal's living his life, doing what he's doing. And you kind of interrupted him with this marketing. And if you talk about him and his problem, how to make his life better, he'll give you his time and attention. And, and likely if he's the right person, take steps to make his life better. But if you just talk about you and how great you are and do this thing that I want you to do because I paid for your click, he's not as compelled by that. Right. So the big overreaching theme I wanted you guys and gals to take away from this is Jared did a really good job of breaking down some of the higher level stuff in Facebook. I'm going to take it even a level above that. People won't even count, you know, we're talking click through rates and, and you know, CPMs and some of the little the more, more detailed stuff on online marketing. Some people come to us and they'll spend money on marketing, not even know how many calls they got, like how, you know, all the way, through, how many sales they got. So they can't, you know, they, hey, they won't even tell you how much they spend. Well, I don't know. I got to check my account. Like, well, you should know that and be have it written down and tracked. Once you know how much you spent over what time, right? Is this over last week or last month? So how much have you spent with whom over what time? That's foundational. Then how many people bought your crap from that? Then how many bids did you give? You know, how many opportunities, you know, like, so no one can buy your stuff unless you say, I will do X amount of cleaning for Y amount of money. That would be a bid. And then see how many leads, how many people raise, raise their hand and say, I'd like more information, not necessarily a bid or a price, just I'm interested. Um, people don't even have that back, you know, that pretty simple overreaching data. And they're like, I want to get into Facebook ads and, you know, what's my CPM? And I want to get all the debts. Like, hold on, you got to start with just the very bare minimum. And then the last thing we touched on a little bit at the beginning, they don't have an overreaching plan. So they're like, I want to do Facebook ads, but they don't know to whom or what pain they solve or what hook or what call to action or how they solve it or what offer they're going to make the person to take. Well, they do. I want them to call me and buy my crap. Like, okay, but that's probably not a, you know, most of the things you bought, you know, card, you know, car dealership, Netflix subscription, gym membership, I can't think of things that people buy, lunch, you don't call now for a free estimate, right? <laughs> There's some other path that you take, but we think everyone wants to buy by calling now for a free estimate, which is rarely how people actually buy. So just want to encourage you. It's fun to see, listen to a podcast, see a video and get onto Facebook and they make it pretty easy. You can be up and spending money pretty quickly. 
and that's fun and it makes us feel like we're doing something but the real work and the real results come with tracking the kind of key data and having a plan that that fits within and and where's all of our you know and even starting with without you know getting too big picture but this is as big as it gets <clears throat> how much revenue am i trying how much profit am i trying to add this month to get that much profit how much revenue do i need to add well if my average client is x amount how many new clients do i need to get the profit to get the, to get the revenue to get the profit and if i need 10 new clients how many bids do i have to give well that's 20 will we get 20 bids how many leads do i need to give well that's 40. okay well how much does a lead cost and can i spend that you know kind of just like a whole big picture and we work our way down people just are like i want to run facebook ads or i'm going to start cold calling but there's no context around what's the goal and what does success look like and how long are we going to give ourselves to reach this goal it's just i spent 300 bucks on facebook and i didn't get any sales so it doesn't work <laughs> without any like how many sales were you expecting how much were you expecting to spend to get right. a sale? like how much is a sale worth how long did you think it would take like i didn't i don't care about any of that i did I, facebook's a scam <laughs> not facebook fill fill in the blank with any any right. ad yeah. All right, that was my uh, ending you know, thoughts. Like, turn it to you. Yeah, Mike, have you ever had someone come to you? And this happens to me a lot too. They come to you with a profitable campaign, and they're asking for help in it. You know, yes. you know, yeah. And you go, you just go through the numbers. You just did exactly what you just do, and you go, "Hey, you just made X amount of dollars this month." They're like, "Oh, I had no idea." You know, like well, what, what typically happens to me is not they don't have the numbers, so they come to me with a campaign that's in their mind broken, and they're asking me to fix it. Right instead of going through their ads, which is what they want me to do, I force them to do their numbers, which they do not want to do. And then we look at their numbers and then they realize they're making money and they should just, my only answer is, well, you spent 500 bucks on this last month, spend this eight, and I always tell them to go to your room because you, you can't just quadruple, you can't, you have to, you have to add money in a certain way, but go to Jared and add as much money as he'll let you add and <laughs> as quickly as you can add. And like, so change the hook. I'm like, no, Jared, and spend as much money as you can. I think I should change, take the picture out. I was like, or you could just, I would say probably 26% of our coaching is just remind people to do the things that are already working to keep doing them and not stop, or to do this thing that they stopped doing earlier that was working to do that again. Right. Yeah, and if I'm smart, probably 10% of the coaching I give myself would be that same thing. Like, what do we used to do that work that doesn't work anymore that we could start doing? Yeah. Right. Any other uh, feedback, Jared? Or do you think no, we've. No, great bloviated enough. All right, guys, gals. Um, Facebook's always tough because I, I want to give you guys as much value of these podcasts as possible, but there are some things where it's like, man, it's really tough to run to give you all that you need. You know, Jared's been doing this for a lot of years and for him to distill that down in 20 minutes is difficult. So what I can tell you is for any marketing online or off, start with your goal in mind. Know how many new clients you need. Know how many leads, bid sales you need. Have a plan to get that. And if it's direct mail, maybe get someone that's got some expertise there. If it's Facebook, you should probably have someone that's a little bit of expertise there. Get the, and again, you can, you're going to pay either way, right? With paid ads, it's like, well, you can pay someone to help you do it and then you'll spend more on the the help and less on the advertising. Or you can spend a crap ton more on the advertising and then you'll be the guy that knows. <laughs> like you can, you know, yeah. you know, you can you can pay for the experience. You're going to pay for the experience one way or another. You can pay for someone else's experience or you can uh, be the guy that needs experience. I'll leave you with my one of my. I forget. I can't attribute this quote, but it's one of my favorite things. When the guy with the experience meets the guy with the money, the guy with the money gets the experience, and the guy with the experience gets the money. Yeah, that's the thinker. Enjoy Cleaning Nation. If you want help with the future, growmycleaningcompany.com. Tons of free content. Reach out to one of our coaches. We'll help you. See you soon. Well, here we are, at the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.